Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. I am Yamla. I've been very open about the fact that I was not always good at making my relationships work. I have been divorced three times, twice from the same person. In other words, I have seen a lot and failed a lot in my relationships. So I am here to share with you what I learned along the way because I did take copious notes. Welcome to the R-Spot a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. People think that communication is the biggest issue in relationships. And I want to offer that there's another C word that we need to really take seriously and put into practice in our relationships. And that C word is compromise. You give a little, I give a little. You take a little, I take a little. Compromise leads to cooperation. And cooperation leads to harmony and cohesiveness. But when there is no willingness to compromise, there's going to be problems. Because without compromise, someone is going to have to sacrifice themselves or what's important to them in order to remain in the relationship. And sacrifice is the lowest level of compromise. It vibrates at a very low level, which means it's going to lead to resentment and bitterness, anger, and breakup compromise has to be there because what compromise says is that your needs and your wants are as important as mine. And because you matter to me, I'm willing to work this thing out. Now, if you can't communicate that, you're going to have a problem. But compromise is important. And that's exactly where my caller is today. Let's take a listen. Good afternoon, beloved. Welcome to the R Spot. And what is your relationship challenge issue dilemma that we can work through today? Hello, how are you? I'm good. Good. This is really awesome talking to you, by the way. I thought I should let you know that. Um, so I was calling because I recently, well, it's been, it's been about a year. Um, have gone through a breakup, my first breakup. 
I'm 26 years old. Um, I did live with my partner. We were together for about eight months um, before I ended it, the relationship. And I've just been having a lot of feelings of regret just because as time went by, um, I, I guess you could say the longest we went without talking during the breakup was a month. And this last November, um, I made the decision to reach out to him one final time, just explaining how I felt throughout the relationship and what I could work on and what we could fix to possibly get back together. And I sent him this long, I guess you could call it a letter even, um, and he did not respond to me. And to me, I felt like we were breaking up all over again. All the emotions came back up. And in the message, I did let him know it's not fair to me because I felt like he was being very wishy-washy. And I just wanted to move on from this situation. One minute he's hot. He tells me that he misses me. He loves me. The next minute he ignores plans that we make. Um, so in the message, I let him know. I will need to cut off communication with him. And I sent him that message. I waited 24 hours and he never responded to me. And to me, no response is a response. So I deleted his number. I blocked him off of social media, but I'm having such a hard time being okay with that decision because I still care about him. And I just don't know what I'm doing. It's like one minute I'm okay and I've processed the feelings and the next minute I'm crying or I see things that remind me of him and it makes me sad. Um, so I just don't know what I'm doing or I don't know why I'm still regretting the decision that I made is my, I guess, you know, questions. Like, how do I move on from that or accept that necessarily? Well, okay then. Did he move in with you or you move in with him? He moved in with me um, at the time. First mistake. Waiting. First mistake. First mistake. <laughs> I know. He and moved I in with you. First mistake. <laughs> I was always the gotta, girl who said I would never let that happen, and I did. Um. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. First mistake. As a woman, you got to let the man build the nest. Yes, ma'am. He can't build you a nest. He's not worthy of your time, energy, and attention. I'm sorry. You're 26 years old. Yeah. He's got to create the nest. That's number one. Number two, why did you break mm -hmm. up? Why did, why did you ask him to leave the nest? Um, so he moved in with a dog. Okay, you might think I'm crazy. But from where I'm from, I'm originally from the Ivory Coast, and dogs or pets are typically outside. They guard the home. They're never inside. And I knew this coming in that he was moving in with a dog, and I asked myself, like, hey, are you okay with that? And in my head, I was like, well, I've never lived with a pet. I really care about this person, um, and I'm willing to compromise and make the adjustment because I'm kind of seeing the dog once in a while, I'm getting used to him. And just that whole time, I, I don't know what it is. And I felt really crazy about it is that I was very overwhelmed by his dog. 
And it's just like normal dog stuff. The sniffing, the licking, the barking, just like his presence overwhelmed me. And I let him know about it. Um, the dog was sleeping with us. I mean, it was to the point where I was letting the dog sleep on the bed, letting the dog get on the couch because that's what the dog was used to. Um, and it kind of got to the point where I felt like I was sacrificing my happiness in my own home to accommodate other people. Um, and there were times where I would spend a night over my parents just so that the dog would be, I guess if you would say free and kind of roam around and not feel like he has to sleep in a cage. So it was just overwhelming. And I don't know why I tried. I would take him on walks. I would take him to the vet. I would do things with his dog to try to get used to him, but it felt very forced. And it got to the point where I was starting to resent him. And that's when I started pulling back because I was like, this guy is a great guy. We don't have any issues. We don't have, there's nothing else going on, but I can't get used to his dog. And I basically had this thought process of who am I, you know, to ever tell someone, hey, you need to get rid of your pet. No. So I decided to remove myself um, because I just felt like it wasn't even fair for me to even ask them that. So, yeah, there was nothing wrong with him. It was just the living conditions, per se. Well, you really convinced yourself of that one. Why can't it simply be you don't want to live with a dog? So he needs to live over there with his dog, and you need to mm -hmm. live in your house. Yes, ma'am. Why can't it be? You said there were no problems between you. There was a huge problem between you. Do you have any idea what that problem is or was? Honestly, when I think back about it, it's just I, I just could not. I could not get used to that. And I felt like I compromised, he compromised, but I was just unhappy. Here's, here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. He chose the dog over you. And a, a kinder way to say that is what mattered to you didn't matter to him. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, what mattered to you didn't matter to him. That's a huge problem. But is it fair to say that when he had, I mean, he had his dog prior to meeting me, like, wouldn't it be selfish on my part to ask him that? Well, yeah, but you know what? Yes, you didn't have to ask him to get rid of the dog. It's another simple statement. I can't live with a dog. So you, you're going to have to, you and the dog are going to have to live somewhere else. Yeah. And if that means the end of us, oh, well, I just, I can't do it. I don't choose that for myself, and that's okay. Yeah. You don't have to think for him. This matters to me. Right. It matters to me, and I matter. And I know you love your dog. I could never ask you to get rid of your dog, but I can't live with a dog. Mm -hmm. But you moved in a man who was bringing something that you didn't want. Why did you do that? I didn't know that I didn't want it necessarily because I had never experienced it because I have friends and you know family members who have dogs and I'm like oh if they can do it I can do it it's not you know it doesn't look that bad um and it was just one of those things where I had the space he didn't like his living condition and I was like sure let's 
you know, our relationship is progressing. Obviously, if we see this future together, I'm going to have to live with your dog at some point is what my thought process was. Um, And then it just got overwhelming to the point where I just could not stand to be in the house with the dog. And what did he say about that? The first time I brought it up, he told me he it didn't matter to me that I didn't like his dog because I wasn't mean to him. And it was just like, it's just one of those things we'll keep working on. And one of the compromises he made is that he let the dog sleep downstairs in the cage um, because the dog was sleeping with us. And I felt really guilty about that because I was, here I am again, changing the dog's routine, I guess, if you want to say so. Um, So there was a lot of stuff, a lot of the adjustments he made for me, I felt guilty about. Um, That's why I was like, I need to remove myself. Like, I can't keep doing that to him and his dog, which he considered family, um, and then putting my happiness on the line. Um, So that's why I just kind of went ahead and just. So he moved out. And that's what ended the relationship. Yes. He moved out because in his mind, he just, if you can't live with my dog, I come with my dog and that's just it kind of situation. So what matters to you doesn't matter to him. Yes. He's putting his needs first. Yes. I never saw it like that, but yes, ma'am. Well, there you go. Is that the kind of relationship you want to be in? in relationship with a man who puts his needs first. I don't care that he's a nice guy and you don't have to stop loving him, but you do have to vote for you. Yeah. Because it could be a dog. It could be a cat. It could be a, a, a child. It could be anything. Mm -hmm. Early in your life, you're learning. I matter. What matters to me matters. And if what matters to me doesn't matter to you, then this is not the relationship for me. I don't have to stop loving you, but I got to face the reality that you're putting your needs above mine. Yeah. I'm just having a hard time. I don't know if it's because he was the first. He was my first. Yeah. I'm having some, and I just feel like I just, I'm, I'm blocking. I'm deleting numbers. Like, and I just cannot move on from it. I'm open to dating. Like, I've been dating since we broke up, but it just feels, it doesn't feel right. And, I mean, it's just like, I don't know how to move on past the decision that I've, that I've made. Because you're taking total responsibility. Here's the bottom line. You, were in, you are in love with a man who chose a dog over you. That doesn't make him bad, doesn't make him wrong. That was his choice. So the question becomes, what are you choosing? Are you choosing a man who makes what he wants more important than what you want? What would have happened had you been allergic to the dog? Yeah. I mean, you're emotionally allergic, but not physically allergic. But what would have happened had you had an allergy to the dog? Would he have insisted the dog be there? You t- first of all, let me just say this. You're talking eight months. You're not talking eight years. You're talking eight months. And if you were pregnant and having a child, you got to carry that child for nine months. 
a child born at eight months would end up in the incubator needing special care. So you, your relationship was in an incubator. It needed special care and he wasn't willing to give the care that was required to maintain the relationship. If you don't put a a child born at eight months in the incubator and give it special care, it's going to die. And that's exactly what happened. Why would you want a man that makes his needs and choices more important than yours? Doesn't make him a bad person. Clearly, he's not the right person. Yeah. Um, I think I've been carrying the weight because or the responsibility um, because I was the one who ended it. Um, and I just because I saw how he reacted to the breakup and it was like, you hurt. This. You weren't the I, one who ended it. I'm sorry. I can't let you do that. I, I can't support you in that. You were not the one who ended it. You were not. He made a choice and you made a choice and the choices were not congruent. His choice was she got to take me and the dog. Your choice was I'm not willing to live with a dog. And those two choices were incongruent. He has equal responsibility in the ending of the relationship. Why are you taking it all on? And why are you telling yourself that he's the only one that's going to want you? Um, I think I'm telling myself that. Honestly, I think it's because he's my first boyfriend. He's not, he wasn't my first, let's say that. But, but you said it, you like said it, first. boyfriend, not a man partner. Because a boy is going to insist that things be his way. You don't want a boyfriend. You want a man that's willing to to stand up for himself and for you. And I'm not making this guy wrong for his dog. But if you really mattered, he would have done something else, including stay in his own house. (laughs) If he loves a woman who is not willing or able or or choosing to live with a dog, then that's on him. Yeah. So the lesson here, the very valuable lesson here is I want to be sure that in my next relationship, my choices and my needs are as important as my partner's choices and my partner's needs and that there's a willingness to compromise. You made the compromise. He did not. Did you miss that? You compromised. Let me see if I can do this. I'm willing to yeah. try it. What compromise did he make? He let the dog sleep downstairs. <laughs> oh, whoopee do. Yeah. <laughs> in your house. He let the dog sleep downstairs in your house. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want to I ask you a question. And, yes, and I, please hear me with all loving care and compassion. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. Okay. We'll do it right after this break. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. 
Pack your bags with just arrived swim, cover ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made to be seen, very sexy push up bra from the Very Sexy Collection in on trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad, is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor, and meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Welcome back to the R Spot. Let's pick up where we left off. Are you in any way overweight? No, I would describe I have, I guess, the typical African woman body. Okay, so you're substantial. You got some yes, substance to you. Okay. <laughs> and are you okay with that? Um, you know, it's one of those things where, okay, let me just answer your question. Right now, yes. Okay. Um, because I've gotten back to my routine, but while I was in the relationship, I kind of let go of myself a bit. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. And let me tell you why I'm asking you that. Because I feel <laughs> so strongly a presence <laughs> or a sense that, and maybe because he was his your first boyfriend, and so that <laughs> you're telling me at up until 25, you didn't have a serious boyfriend. Which in the American way, that's like you're old maid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just want to, <laughs> I just want to weed out any possibility that you think you're never going to find anybody else. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. sometimes when, when we are, you know, when we move from being substantial into being mm-hmm. overweight, you know, we're willing to compromise ourselves beyond reason because we think he's the only one that's going to want me. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. He chose a dog over you. He chose a dog over you. Because when you said to him, I can't live with the dog. I've tried. I just, it's not working for me. He could have said, okay, let me see what I can work out here. I don't want to get rid of the dog but you are more important to me than this dog right now. Let me see if I can leave him with a family member. Let me see if I can leave him with a friend. He had that possibility. Yeah. Yeah. 
let me see if can he be here on the weekends? I'll get, I'll let him go to my mom's on the week during the week. Can he stay mm. with us on the weekend? Be gone on the, some compromise. He made no compromise. He chose a dog over you. That's the reality. The higher the higher lesson here is this is a man who made his needs, his wants, his choices more important than mine. I don't want that in a relationship. He's a nice guy. We had a great time. The sex was good. I loved him being here. But this is a man who chose his needs, his wants, his desire more than mine, made them more important than me. Why do I want to be in that? That's your work. Yeah. Okay. And see, that's a different standpoint than I've heard in the past. I think I wasn't getting, I guess, any advice from other people that made me feel or made me hear what you're telling me now. Because Uh, in the Western society, women are trained, programmed, conditioned, and expected to put their needs and their wants secondary to people-pleasing. Make everybody else happy. That's, that's how we do it here. That's what we're expected to do. I have two dogs, and they do not sleep in my bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't. And what kind of dog was it? A German Shepherd? <laughs> It was a boxer. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a big not, dog. Yeah, he was a big dog. <laughs> I think I just have a really bad habit of trying to accommodate others. and Join the club. It, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll send you your membership card. <laughs> it's like I put my happiness on standby. Um just because I want to be there for that person and I could be, you know, crying or unhappy, but I still want to help them. And, you know, I don't know. It's just something that I'm trying to work on. But it's a, it's a program and a conditioning for women. And here you are early in your life. Some women don't learn it until they're 50. Some don't learn it until they're 60. Thank you, Lord, that you're learning it early. And he, you know, next time it could be something else. It could be a bird. You know, I had a partner who loved cigars. He loved cigars. And um, I don't like cigars, the smell in my house. I don't like it. And so I said to him, I'm not going to tell you not to smoke cigars. I know that floats your boat. But how can we work this out so you're not smoking in the house? Right. So I made him a little spot outside on the patio downstairs. You can go out there and smoke. Or go to the cigar bar with all the other guys. You want to be an aficionado? Go on over there. But I don't want that. I even bought smoke candles. So when mm. it was snowing and he wanted a cigar, <laughs> he didn't have to go sit outside. <laughs> sit by, crack the door, <laughs> sit by the door. I don't want that smell in my house. So he was willing to compromise. I was willing to compromise. I didn't ask him not to smoke, 
But he also said, you know, if I got to give him up, I'll give him up or I'll only smoke at the cigar. He didn't smoke all day, every day, but he'd like to sit down with his book and a cigar and whatever. I just couldn't take that smell in my house. But he was willing to compromise. This guy was not. And it didn't get to the point where I had to put my foot down and say, you can't smoke that in here because he was willing to compromise. I hear you. You're a whippersnapper. (laughs) He's, you know, get the lesson. Don't focus on him. And you don't have to stop loving him, but you will. (laughs) As soon as you, as soon as you find a man who's willing to honor what's important to you, a man who's willing to compromise, a man who's willing to give as well as take, and a man who can provide you with a home. (laughs) I don't know what I got to do to teach women. Don't move no man into your house. If you have to keep your house and rent it out and go live in his house, do that. It is the male bird that builds the nest. The female bird doesn't build the nest. The male bird does. And then she comes along and sees the nest and makes sure it's sturdy. It's not going to fall off the tree branch. The babies ain't going to fall down and crack their head open. Once the nest is sturdy, then she gives him the nookie. She don't give him the nookie until he has the nest built. Ask me how I know. (laughs) Ask me how. Go ahead. Ask me. Because I've watched it. I've watched it. I had a bird building a nest in a little hole I have in my garage. And anytime I opened my garage door, he would fly out and he would go up in that. And then as soon as I opened the garage door, he would fly back in. (laughs) Okay. And so I said, oh, my God, this bird is building a nest up here. And so I knew that once he get that nest bill, he going to bring his girlfriend over and they going to be making babies up in my, in my, the hole in my garage wall. <laughs> and so one day I came in and he was laying dead in the middle of the garage. <laughs> I said, Oh my God, did he get the nest built? Where's the woman? Where's the babies? I had to get the ladder and go look up in the hole in the garage to see if the babies was in there. I didn't know if it was the mother or the father. I didn't know who it was. But there were no eggs, so I guess he never got the. He died building his nest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let the man build the nest. And, yes, and and teach him that your needs and your wants are as important as his. And if he yeah. doesn't know that, you may have to teach him. And the way you mm-hmm. know he has learned the lesson is that he's willing to compromise. And don't call that boy no more. Don't call him. <laughs> yes, ma'am. His loss, not yours. His loss. Okay? Okay. Tell me something you know now that you didn't know when you called me. Oh, you're so young. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Wait till you see the new kind of breakups you're going to bust into. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a there's a whole list of wonderfulness just waiting for you, my love. <laughs> enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. It's a part of being a woman. Enjoy yourself, okay? Don't take everything so seriously. 
Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. All right, my love. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a nice day. You too. Oh, my goodness. 26 years old, and she's learning lessons that so many of us women didn't learn till we were 45. (laughs) And it's harder to take it in at 45. I don't know what I would do at 45 if a man chose a dog over me. (laughs) Why do we act like we don't know what we do know? That's always a a very perplexing question for me. (laughs) Sometimes we act like we don't know it because we're afraid to know it. Sometimes we act like we don't know it because if we know it, we need to know what to do about it. And if we don't know what to do about it, it's easier to act like we don't know it. Sometimes we act like we don't know it because it means that we're going to be carefronted with our greatest fear. Nothing ever good can come out of acting like you don't know what you do know because you're your higher self, your divine mind, your spirit, your connection to the universe will always let you know what you need to know. And any fear that comes up, well, that's what you have to work on, eliminating that fear. But acting like you don't know what you do know is like sitting in a boat that has a hole in it and you acting like the water isn't coming in. That's exactly what my next caller did. She acted like she didn't know what she knew. Here's her call. Greetings, beloved, and welcome to the R-Spot. Now, what is your relationship challenge, issue, dilemma, situation, circumstance that we can explore and examine together today? So... I'm 31. Uh, my husband is 31 as well. We've been married since 2018. Um, I have I have three girls all together. Um, my oldest is 11, middle is eight, and we just had a baby um, in Valentine's Day last year. Um, my first two are not his, but he's been in our lives since my second one was about seven months old. Um, we divorced once in 2020, remarried in 2021. And now I'm at the point again where I'm contemplating divorce. Um, we had two incidents where I found out he was attempting to pay for sex. And um, in the beginning when I first revealed I was pregnant and also when I was eight and a half months pregnant. And I, and I don't know, one day I just woke up and a light went off and I was like, I can't do this anymore. But I'm stuck in between staying for the children. Um, I'm very aware that the, the little girl inside of me that has always wanted a family has, has kept me in relationships that I probably should have not stayed in. And I'm just really confused. Okay. I don't think you're confused. I think you're scared. But that's just my assessment. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> Why did you divorce the first time? Um, he has a child that lives in Jacksonville, Florida, and um, I'm originally, we're both from Louisiana. I've been in Houston for a very long time. Um, Jacksonville is where he grew up at, so his daughter was there, and he wanted to, um, you know, be closer to his daughter, and, you know, he wanted us to get joint custody, so I picked up my children, and I moved to Jacksonville for him to help him get joint custody of his daughter, and um, in the midst of all of that, I felt like he wasn't putting the marriage first. So I told him I was leaving and coming back home to Houston. And so I left. 
because I I didn't feel like I was a priority. Well, we were a priority anymore because he was there with his daughter and I just, I felt like he gave us a backseat. And there was no way of compromise or negotiation about what you required or what you were requesting? You just left? I asked to go to counseling. He didn't want to go to counseling. And so I said, okay, well, go home. And so I took my children and I left. So you're a runner. <laughs> I would like to tell myself that. I, I just don't think a lot of stuff. But... Well, but you were married. That's a commitment. And with that commitment, there comes cooperation, compromise, communication. Mm-hmm. You don't just pick up and run because things aren't going the way you want them to go. Mm -hmm. Unless you know that this was a mistake from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, what? I I, I knew that it was a mistake, me going there in the beginning, but I still went. Oh, okay. So there we go. Betrayal. You betrayed yourself. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So, what is it that made you remarry? Because I I still wanted um, to have a family. Um, I got on a plane to Jacksonville, went and visited him, and we went to a hotel. We sat in the bed, and we talked about all the issues we thought we had, and that we were ready to, to move forward. So, he came back to Houston in February of 2021. And we continue to uh, work on our family and get everything back to a norm. And then we got remarried. But you'd never really resolved the challenge that led to the divorce in the first place, which was you all didn't have um, conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. Just because you talked about it doesn't mean that the problem was resolved. If he went to Jacksonville to get joint custody of his daughter, but now he's back in Houston. So what happened to the daughter? Well, we were successful with court stuff. And um, he came back here and then her mom was like, well, I don't want to keep putting her back and forth in plane on planes um, for visitation and whatnot. So I'm going to move to Houston. I'm ready to leave Jacksonville anyway. So now they're here and the daughter okay. is with us Monday through Friday and they stay like down the street from us. She's here now. Okay. Okay. But the, the, the challenge that led to the divorce in the first place, do you get that that was not resolved, which was your feeling of not being a priority? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Then I heard you say attempting to pay for sex. We'll talk about that when we come back. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. 
For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? And meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Welcome back. I am Yamla, and this is The R Spot. Attempting to pay for sex. What does that mean? So, um, his his birthday in August of 2021. So, the same day we, we got remarried and got back together. Um, I was pregnant. Um, I gave him a surprise birthday party and revealed the pregnancy. Um, in the midst of the party going on, I walked in the house and saw his phone lit up. And... Um, I saw, um, well, he had erased all his browser history and everything, but I saw that he asked the woman, I guess, how, like how much it would cost for her to come to him. Um, I'm not sure if he knew that, you know, when you delete stuff in your iPhone, that doesn't mean it's deleted from your watch or your iPad. So, um, I left the party because we lived like 10 minutes from where the party was and came home and looked in his watch and I saw all the text messages where he was texting numerous women asking how much they were going to charge. Um, I went back to the party. I didn't make a scene. I didn't do anything. I just kind of boxed it up like I always do and moved on. And then my birthday um, of 2022, which is in January, I was due in February. Um, we woke up on my birthday. He was going to make me breakfast, but he realized we didn't have something. And Kroger is like five minutes from our house. And he left. About two hours go by. He's still not back. I check his location and see he's at an apartment complex and here we are back again. And he came home. We argued about it. I asked, you know, what is wrong? What is the issue? Why do you feel like you have to do this? And I kind of just boxed that up, had my baby the next month. And a few weeks ago, I woke up and I just was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. So let me ask you a question, my love. What are you acting like you don't know? Start here. I'm acting like I don't know. That what he did was wrong and that I. What did he do? What did he do? He stepped out on marriage. Okay. Yeah. Not just that he stepped out on the marriage. Yeah. Okay. I'm acting like I don't know. He can't be trusted. 
Okay. What else are you acting like? I don't know. You don't know. Um, I'm acting like I don't know. I deserve better. Okay. What else? How about I don't want to be in this? Do you know that? How about that? I, honestly, sometimes I, I want to fix it, and then sometimes I don't. So you want to fix a marriage with a man who can't be trusted, who doesn't give you what you deserve, a man who may have some type of problem or issue to the degree that he feels he has to buy sex. A man who's sleeping with other women that you don't know and bringing that energy back into your home. You're acting like you don't know that. He said that he actually, he never did anything. He never intended. And when I asked what was the reason why, he said it's because he wanted to get back at me for leaving him in Jacksonville. That was his reason. So you're acting like you don't know this is a man who seeks revenge. 100% correct. Yeah. Yeah. You're acting like you don't know this is a man you can't depend on. You're acting like you don't know this is a man who doesn't honor his word. Mm -hmm. And I know that a lot of it has to do with me not wanting to tear my family apart because I never had that as a child. That doesn't have anything to do with now. You're not a child. You're a grown woman raising two Put future women, two future mother, two future wives. Three. So you're setting an ex three. Okay, you got three girls. So you're setting an example and you're being a demonstration for them of how a woman handles herself. Particularly for the eleven year old who's getting ready to go into, you know, her tween years, her princess years. Mm-hmm. So she's watching you very closely. So let me ask you this question. Is this the man that you want to spend the rest of your life with? And please don't tell me you don't know. I don't care what the answer is, but I don't know means I don't want to talk about it. Is this the man that you want to spend the rest of your life with? Take a breath. And whatever the answer is, we'll work through it. No. Okay. Not anymore. And it sounds to me, I could be wrong, I'm willing to be wrong, it sounds to me that you are confronted with a common issue that many women face, and they, that is, I don't want to acknowledge or admit or, or confront myself with I made a mistake. So let me just see how I can make this work rather than acknowledge I made a mistake. I agree. Oh, oops, (laughs) oops, I made a mistake, oops, and now I've brought another life into this, oops, made a mistake, now what do I do? And that's another thing that makes it hard. Doesn't mean he's a bad person. And that's another thing that makes it hard, harder. No, that's another thing that you tell yourself makes it hard. So suppose you got in a boat and you went out. It's a lovely day. You've got the girls with you. You got on your your nice boating hat, your nice boating dress, and the boat begins to leak. There's a little tiny hole and the water's coming in just a little bit. 
you know, not even covering. What you going to do? You going to stay no. in the boat? Oh, what you going to do? Get me and my children and try to save us. Okay. Why? Why don't you just stay in the boat and let the water come up and see maybe it'll get better? Why don't you do that? Number one, because I can't swim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> so you have to take care of yourself. You have to protect yourself and protect your children. Now, here's the thing that I want you to really sit with and understand. It's not that he's buying sex. It's not that he can't be trusted. And not that he seeks revenge. It's not that you you can't depend on him. It's not that he doesn't honor his word. It's that you made a mistake in the first place. If you want to know the end, look at the beginning. What did you dismiss, ignore, deny, act like you didn't know in the beginning? Because that's where you made the error. That he was a liar. Yeah. Oh, well, go look at that. <laughs> liar, liar, pants <laughs> on fire. And why did you ignore that? Why did you dismiss that, diminish that? Why did you act like you didn't know that? I think because I wanted him to be different or I had hopes that he was different. Okay. So you denied your intuition. You denied your GPS, what I called God's protective system. God will show us things that we need to see so that we can make the right turn or the right decision so that we can get out the boat before it's full of water. You ignored that. You denied that and married him anyway. Why'd you do that? I wanted a family and he was here for my children and I wanted to be married. Okay. You wanted somebody to choose yeah. you because the first two men for whom you had children or the man do they have no, the same father? Your first two? Okay. So finally, you wanted somebody to choose you. And he was available. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> A liar chose you. Oops. You denied your intuition. Oops. You acted like you didn't know the truth. Oops. You dishonored yeah. yourself. Oops. Yes, I did. Oops. Yeah. And as a woman who had three different, three children by three different men, I know that shame, that guilt, that fear, that nobody's going to want me. So whoever shows up and acts like they want me, I'm going to ignore all the warning signs. And do whatever I can to make this work so that I feel better about myself. Now, that's just my story. It don't have to be your story. Yes, ma'am. And this is not the man I want to spend the rest of my life with because he cannot be trusted. He doesn't honor his word. I cannot depend on him. He has a tendency to seek revenge. And I deserve better. And I'm acting like I don't know that. So the question isn't, should I leave? The question is, how do I leave? 
in a way that honors me and who I am. He's going back to Jacksonville. Uh, I found out last night. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, you found yeah. out last night? So this is your husband who's made a decision to move away from the state of your marital home. He's already made that decision. Well, is that accurate? Well, he's already moving. I filed for the divorce. Um, he was already moving, but it was going to be to an apartment close, uh, not too far from us. But uh, he was on the phone last night with a friend praying, and I ended up walking in and heard that he had had a job interview and that he was he had decided to go back to Jacksonville. And when I asked him why he didn't tell me, he said, Cause, because he didn't want me to be upset. I'm like, what? This is a man you can't depend on. So the daughter that you went to Jacksonville with him so he could have custody of is now living in Houston and he's going back to Jacksonville. Yes. And I don't think he's told her mom, her mom yet uh, either. So I don't know what they're going to do. Run for your life. Do you hear me? <laughs> Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Run for your life. Maybe his only purpose in your life was to support you in bringing forth your baby girl. Whatever. Oops, made a mistake. Let me get out of here. Yes, ma'am. And I want to encourage you to really either get some help, spend some time, focus on healing up the fear of being alone and the fear that you won't ever have the family that you desire. You have the family. You just have to build it in a different way. Work with your therapist around creating your exit plan. You're not divorcing this man. You're standing up for yourself. Yes, ma'am. And you're correcting a mistake. That's all. You're correcting a mistake. And there'll be consequences, but oh well. Tell me something you know now. Tell me something you know now that you didn't know when we started talking. I'm stronger than I think I am. Mm-hmm. How about this? I made a mistake. <laughs> and I forgive myself. Yes, I made forgive myself. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I'm going to course correct. I'm going to course correct. I made a mistake. I acted like I didn't know what I knew. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. You are so welcome, my beloved. Let me know how you make out, okay? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Life will always bring us <laughs> what we need to know. Sometimes it brings it to us because it's time for us to heal or grow. And sometimes it brings us what we need to know so that we can heal all the feelings attached to knowing something. But acting like you don't know what you do know, that's a problem. And it's going to be a problem. So when you know something that you don't want to know, when you know something that frightens you, when you know something that stirs up all sorts of feelings for you, sit down. Take a deep breath. And give yourself permission to walk through the fear, the anger, the upset, whatever comes up. So that you can begin to know what it is that's going on inside that's showing up on the outside. I hope this has been helpful to someone. And if you have a question about this or 
any other relationship issue. You can call me live at 775-307-7768. Now be sure to follow me on social media for all of the call-in times. And until then, stay in peace and not pieces. The R-Spot is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd.